0: It's the worldwide sports radio network. Radio,
1: network. radio network we are live right now on the worldwide sports radio network Carl for the sports hit list by the fans of for the fans thank you for joining us on this wonderful uh wednesday afternoon march madness is here chuck how you doing sir carl's my favorite time of the year so i'm happy to be here coach Mac, how you doing man march madness is here
2: you know what time it is man for the next couple of weeks this is what it's about, man. This is what it's about. All roads start in Indianapolis this year, and they end in, NBA, in Indianapolis this year. Usually it's the roads start in different sections, but they start in Indianapolis, they end in Indy this year. Um,
1: now, how does it feel to just have it after missing last year to just know that we have some basketball for the next couple of weeks, like, just back-to-back games? How does it feel?
2: Listen, we've had basketball. We've had the NBA finals. Yeah. We've had the NBA playoffs. We've had uh, – you know a lot of basketball events, NCAA this year, but there's nothing like these next couple of weeks. And and the reason why I tell people is because this is different than like the NBA, right? Carl, like you know, this is different from being a, a a LeBron fan and and moving you know to whatever team he goes to, or being a a Jordan fan when he retires, you move to another team. Or you know these are fan bases for the most part who are born into these fan bases, you know, and they go to these schools, they create this affinity. For these programs and if and for these uh universities and they ride or die with them so when they lose it's it's 10 times more heartbreaking and and, and so many upsets way more upsets than any other you know sporting event that we see so you know this is something different something unique it's, it's a special time
1: well chuck i know it, it may be difficult for you because your team is not in it right how can yeah, you talk I'm... about that how, how does that feel to to watch a with no uh with no duke in here
3: uh, crazy as it might sound, this is my first time ever, you know, being alive at Duke's on the tournament. So we're going back, you know, twenty five years or so. It, it just feels weird, like I've been through J.J. Redick, I've been through Kyle Singler, I've been through um, Julia Alcawor, I've been through Zion. It, it's it, I, I really don't have no words to say, but I think it will help me in my bracket this year because I don't have to play homer and just put Duke, you know, advancing all the way to the championship. So I, I might do a little better this year. Well, you know what? I'm going to play a little bit of homer here. Uh, my
1: gales, right? I own is in it. Uh, what am I? Yo, ch-
2: Carl, stop it. Stop it. Well, hold on. First of all, there's rules <laughs> to this man. There's always been rules to this. I know you went where you went to graduate school is not. I'm the still there now come. though. I'm still no, there now. No. I'm a current student. I'm a current student now. That shouldn't qualify. I'm All
4: a right, student so, so now. You got two. Co- you got two college teams then. Yeah. Yes. Nah. I, I, I,
2: nah. You see what I mean? Nah. You can't go. <laughs> like, listen. I get what you're doing. Rep. 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 But you can't have two college. It's like it's like it, Charlie saying, "Oh, but you know." Uh, Syracuse is in this year, so I'm riding with Syracuse. Listen, I you know,
1: you know, you know, out of all people, I'm St. Francis in my blood. I know, so we're not, we not in it. We're not in it. We're not rooting for nobody. We just want to see good games, man. We ain't in it. <laughs> so, do you agree with that? Like, do do, do I have a kind of? Because I'm at Iona now. Like, I can't.
2: Come on. Oh man. Uh,
3: I I I, I did gotta stay true to. Your beginnings. So St. Francis was your beginning, just like how it was for me, how, how it was for, for coach. So we're all St. Francis, true and true. All right. That's a
1: fair point. I I, I can see that. Uh, you, everybody knows, again, that I'm always St. Francis till I die. But because I'm at Iona now, it's kind of like, I got to support the gear. They gave you a free T-shirt. I got to roll with the free T-shirt. Um, but, <laughs> but realistically, uh, do we see any first round upsets, uh, clearly upset cities? Do we see anything? Um, Any team that could kind of be a sleeper team uh, that could kind of uh, upset in the first round.
2: I went first yesterday, so I'm going to let Charlie go. So just in case you got the (laughs) same one. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right,
3: fair enough. Carl, I'm going to run through them really quickly. I think UC Santa Barbara is definitely. I uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but I think they're going to give Crane a big run for their money. Without before you
1: enter, before you go, I have a, a family member by marriage on that team. Josh Pierre Louis is on that Santa Barbara.
3: Wow! Team.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and I know Coach uh, Coach knows his dad. Um, you know, um, he, he also his, his father oh, that's
2: Franz's kid.
1: Yeah, Pierre Louis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, he transferred. Okay. Cool. He, he he was originally at Temple with his brother. His brother Nick, yes. graduated, and then he transferred from Temple to Santa Barbara. Yeah, cool. And I think to the West. They won the West, and they also won. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So, so look uh, at that. Yeah, that's so a little now, family ties shout there so out to sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. So you, you can root down, for now. them. I'm going to be cool with you rooting for them.
1: Not only I'm going to be cool with you rooting
2: for them. All not right, Atlanta.
1: fine, 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 <laughs> fine,
3: fine. Um, I'm going to go with Ohio also. And then that sets up the 12-13 matchup in the next round with uh, Santa Barbara. So I like Ohio over, over Virginia, who's been dealing with COVID cases. I don't think guys are arriving in Indianapolis until tomorrow. So they're not going to get a lot of practice time in. And I don't think they have the offense to keep up with Ohio. Um, I like Windrup, Winthrop over Villanova. Villanova has been, you know, kind of shaky after they lost Gillespie for the year. Um, I like Utah State over Texas Tech. I think Utah State's a tough team. Uh, they won they won their conference last year before uh, COVID happened. So I like them. Who else do I got here? Uh... Who else? Who else? Um, I think Michigan State, if they could beat UCLA, I think they would eventually beat BYU. Uh, they had a lot of big wins this year. Uh, and then lastly, I like Liberty over – who are they playing? Hold on. I like Liberty over Oklahoma State. I know Oklahoma State has – Cunningham oh. is going to probably – yes. Yes.
2: Drugs. No. Charlie's on drugs, man.
3: <laughs> hey,
1: Coach. <laughs> nah, coach I'm, joking,
2: I'm joking. I'm joking. Coach, Coach,
1: before I get to your sleeper picks, um, Greg just reminded me, I am a Clouse guy. Remember that? Before I was a St. Francis oh, guy, on, I man. was a Clouse guy. That. I'm not and, and that. And Clouse was Iona. So I'm just letting you know, I have, I have a lot of ties.
2: I have a lot of ties in the basketball community. Like, I used to cover Coach Clouse when I was in high school. He oh, what- I could tell you all the kids I used to coach and what school <laughs> they play for, and this kid is at this school. And he plays for this school now. And I could just get a national championship every year by association. <laughs> but I, I can't do that. I can't get a championship every year by association. So I got to ride with one. I'll pick one team. All right, fair, you know, fair, I, fair. I, I, fair. But, but, but being fair, being fair, all jokes aside, St. Francis ain't in it. So you are allowed. I think that's the rule. If your team is not in it in college, you know, for the for the, for the sake of the tournament, you are allowed to pick a team that you're riding with. And you have affiliations to Iona. So I'll accept it. But just don't, don't get too over. Over statuses <laughs> and, and making videos and all that. You know no, not at all, all. Not
1: at all. But, Coach, who were your sleepers <laughs> in that first round? Do you have any upsets, uh, viable upsets? Do you agree with Chuck or
2: no? No, I like a lot of Chuck's picks. I like a lot of Chuck's picks. Um, You know, I'm, I really like Ohio. I watched a lot of the, the MAC MAC conference this year. Uh, You know, has a really good league. Buffalo was supposed to win that league. But Ohio was actually the hottest team the last two to three weeks. And they got Jason Preston, who's kind of like an under-the-radar guard, who he can make his Steph Curry, Dame Willard moment. You know, if he if he goes and makes a run in the tournament, so I like them as a sleeper pick. Um, other sleeper picks, you know, another team that's pretty pretty tough is that's in a tough conference is Rutgers. You know, Rutgers plays hard nosed basketball. They beat some of the better teams in the Big Ten. They lost to some of the better teams in the Big Ten as well. I mean, they got a tough matchup in their first round against Xavier. But you know, if they could get by by that matchup, who knows what could happen with them? Winthrop is also another team I look at. Purdue, I've watched extensively in the Big Ten. Winthrop has a six-seven point guard who's amazing, foreign player, and they also play very, very fast but have good defenses. That's the biggest thing that I tell people about this tournament is the defense is key because you don't get that much time to prepare. So teams who can actually guard and not have to scheme that much or have to have a lot of, you know, video and edits to go over, those are teams that can adjust on the fly, especially when you got the weekends. You know, once you get that week in between, the coaching takes a little bit more Um goes more into effect, but if you win on Friday and you got to play on Sunday, you got to have guys who can guard. And my last pick, who's a sleeper, and I pick them every year as a sleeper when they're in the tournament because just because of the style they play is Syracuse University. It's it's tough to go against that two-three zone if you're not prepared for it. You know, even teams who are in the ACC who play them four times, two times a year struggle against playing against them, and they mentally prepare for weeks against that 2-3 zone. Now you got teams who are going to try and prepare in four or five days against the 2-3, and then another team, if they win their first-round matchup, gives them a day to prepare against that 2-3. So Syracuse is always a team that, you know, no matter what seed they are, they kind of escape the first weekend a lot because it's hard to to, uh, mentally prepare or physically prepare to go against that zone if you haven't seen it.
1: So is there really a strategy behind, you know, bracketology or is it just a pure of the luck? I mean, clearly you guys watch extensive amount of basketball and you kind of have an an idea of, you know, what team has the momentum going in. But uh, for those who are, I guess you'd say, quote unquote, the casual fans who are just, you know, doing bracketology and trying to get the perfect bracket or whatever. Is there a strategy to it or do you really have to kind of know the teams and know what you're doing,
3: Chuck? Um. I'm going to say no, because, you know, you got all these experts, you know, that watch college basketball, you know, almost every game every year, but yet their bracket gets busted within the first two rounds. And I think what's different about college basketball compared to other sports is that there are no series. It's just a one and done thing. As where, you know, in the NBA, if, you know, if the favorite loses the first two games, they can simply, you know, find out where the adjustments are and then make changes for the, for the last five games of the series in order to win. But in college basketball, you don't have that. You just have, if you come out and play your poorest you're done, you're going to be going, you're going to be going home right after the game. So I think that's why it's so hard to predict. Yeah. It's key to know, you know, what teams do offensively and defensively, like coach said, with schemes and everything. But at the end of the day, you don't know who's going to be, be hot. You don't know who's going to be cold. So I think that's what really, you know, hurts most people's brackets is that they just, you know, they go ahead, they pick, you know, the, the brand name team or, you know, the, 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 uh, the high quality players and, and just think they're going to, you know, walk to the championship. Coach,
1: do you agree is their form of a strategy or is it just pure luck?
2: Um, I don't think it's pure luck, but like Chuck said, I, I, I've I been in, like, different uh, friendly pools, like, just with my friends, you know, over the years, just, you know, to have fun and see who has the most winners. And usually the person who watched the least college basketball, like, <laughs> wins the pool sometimes. The overanalyzers are trying to go into the matchups too much. And, you know, if you're picking – here's the difference. If you're picking week by week, I think then it goes to someone who watches the game a lot because then they can actually – Think about who's matched up against who in each in each pairing, but when you got to fill out all the games from now until the championship, and you got to predict that, it's got to be a little bit of just luck luck of the draw because you have no idea who's going to play each other on Saturday, um Saturday and Sunday, no excuse me, I think it's uh Saturday and Monday now. You have no idea who's going to play against each other in that second round, so. You may pick a team, once they lose, that's it. That's your whole pick for the, to the Sweet 16. You get, no more, you get no more selections from that area. So it's a little bit of luck, but if you know a little bit about the teams playing, it gives you a little bit of an advantage to, uh you know, try and navigate. But, hey, one game, elimination, one bad half, you know, one bad five-minute stretch with six minutes left in the game in the second half, that could be the, the game changer. And, and that's why it's called madness. Anything can happen.
1: Let me ask you guys this before I, I go to your final four picks. Uh, Georgetown. We saw Georgetown had a shift in their season, um, you know, winning the Big East. Could, could they potentially go all the way, Coach? No.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs>
2: Listen, I, 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 I'm very happy for Patrick Ewan. Like, he's one of the good guys in college basketball. Uh, you know, I can't say enough about him, um, you know, that his players love him. And, and you got to understand, this was a tough year. He lost perhaps his quote-unquote best player McClung, who left and went to um, Texas Tech, who was a really good player. And, and a lot of people just were starting to doubt if Patrick could coach. You know, that's usually what happens in college basketball and all basketball. After three years, you don't make the tournament. They start saying, well, maybe this guy can't coach. He could just recruit. And Patrick did a good job of rallying his team in the second half. They really adjusted well in the second half of the season. They got a little luck in the draw with Villanova having injuries in the Big East tournament, so they didn't go against a full, fully-strength Villanova, and they got their momentum. People say there's no momentum in sports, but they got momentum in the Big no, East tournament. No, Andre
1: says it. We're going to call him out. It is what it
2: is. Andre's <laughs> in the
1: Hitler streets talking that talk. It's Andre's. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, but it's a feel-good story. You know, um, Patrick did an amazing job, but uh, I do not see them getting anywhere near the championship game in the NCAA tournament or Final Four. Chuck, do you
3: agree? Yeah, definitely. Uh, They might win a game, maybe, but listen, they went on a great run. I'll give them all their props. Ewing did a great job dealing with transfers, like Coach said. Uh, I I think they even had a COVID pause, if I'm not mistaken. But Mm -hmm. the Big East, you know, the Big East wasn't what it's always been, you know, as college basketball fans, we we remember the Big East as being like a big powerhouse conference. I think not only a couple of years ago, they had like nine or ten teams making into the tournament. That's not the Big East this year. Uh, the they number three seed got got upset early on in Xavier, and that was like the third consecutive year they got bounced in the first round and whatnot. So, listen, props to Georgetown, but I don't see them
2: going listen, far. Listen, call if they if they uh, if they win a first round matchup, they got to meet FSU the next round. I i I'm just don't see them beating Florida State University if Florida State advances. I just don't see that happening in the second round matchup. So, um, yeah. okay,
1: so uh, it's it's decision time. We have to go with the Final Four. Uh, Chuck, who makes your Final Four? Um, and then who wins it?
3: Uh, I'm gonna take Zaga, Ohio State, Texas. And Illinois, and I'm going to take Zagger to win it all.
2: Okay, Coach. Uh, I got from the West Region. I'm going with Gonzaga. From the this one is a tough one. I I keep flip flopping on on uh, the region with OSU and uh, Baylor, but I, I'm going to go with OSU only because C call this is when you have the connections, my coach who Coached me in St. Francis is on the staff at Ohio State. So I want to wish them well on the uh, tournament. Uh, Mike, Mike, Nettie. Okay. Mike Nettie. Mike Nettie. Mike Oh, Nettie. yeah. I remember Mike. He for to years. He went to Cuse, right? Mike Nettie? Nah, Alan Griffin went to Cuse. See, Alan, you Griffin. Got, you got, Alan Griffin coached me too. So you yeah, see he, what I mean? I yeah. can <laughs> a lot of Connect all these dots and be like, yo, I gotta, you know, but I can't. But um, yeah, I like I like OSU. I just think that game against uh Illinois is going to prepare them to be ready like either you know either they're going to fold or they're going to get ready and, and get focused I think I can get focused. so I got OSU and a tough one beating inching out Baylor to get to the final four and the Midwest I love Illinois you know I can't argue with Illinois I think Illinois's toughest matchup um will come against West Virginia in the Elite Eight over there um a great game will be if we can get into the uh into the 316, be Illinois versus Oklahoma State. I would love to see that. kade uh, Cunningham versus Oye, you know what I mean? So that would be good. And out of the East region, I'm, I'm riding with FSU. I think FSU inches out and they beat Texas in a very, very good game, a three-point game. I'm getting FSU to the finals. I mean to the final four. And my championship game is going to be Gonzaga versus Illinois with Illinois upsetting Gonzaga for the national championship.
1: Wow, and there you have it, guys. Well, we'll see who comes out victorious. Thank you, guys, for joining us. Um, any other uh, surprises? Any any other surprises you have in this tournament? And anything else before I let you guys go? Uh,
2: Chuck? COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. Yo, like that's what I'm praying for. Like seriously, like this. You know, I, I laugh, but it's not a it's not a game. It's not a joke. Six six of the top refs in the NCAA they get rated just like the NBA refs get rated. So six of the top officials who were probably going to be the officials at the Elite Eight in the Final Four got sent home because their rooms weren't ready so when their rooms weren't ready when they checked in they went to go have a meal at a restaurant came back from the restaurant got tested and someone tested positive so due to contract tracing all six referees were sent home I mean I was just thinking the other day like if I was a coach how committed I would not commit I have to be because it's my job but it's so weird thinking you have to be at the final four and locked in your room every second that you're not practicing. Like that's what these kids are going through. That's what these coaches are going through. That's what the officials are going through. It takes one person to say, I want to go for a walk. I want to go to Dunkin' Donuts. You know, I want to go to Fridays to come back and maybe have um, a positive test. So I'm just praying that everyone stays focused and everyone, you know, stays disciplined to, to get to the end of this tournament.
3: Chuck. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think it, it would really suck if one kid ruins it for everybody else. And you definitely don't want to see that. You want to see good, tight games. You don't want, you know, a team advancing just because the other team had to drop out because of COVID. Um, coach, I didn't get a chance to tell you the other day, but I give you props for everything you went through this season. I'm sure, you know, with COVID protocols in, in each conference, I'm sure it was like living through hell. You know, you can't, well, you know, I've do got a things.
2: i disclaimer. This year, uh-huh. I wasn't traveling this year. But oh. I wasn't traveling this year. I was on the vice in the vice president's office, working in the background, doing other things in okay. college. Co- coach is moving up, yeah. baby. Coach is moving no, up. No, no, no. But uh, <laughs> but it's not to me, but to a lot of a lot of the coaches. They definitely res- they definitely deserve, and the players, and the sports training medicine staff, and the and the sports information directors who travel with the teams as well, who had to make a lot of pivots during the year. They deserve a lot because I was on the group text messages. I was on the group emails, seeing in live time these staffs dealing with positive tests, false positive tests, you know, pivots in games, two-week layoffs, kids not being able to get into the gym, coaches afraid to go be around their families and their wives and their kids because if they got a positive test, it would mess up an entire organization or entire university from playing. So, I mean, to everyone who, who competed this year in all sports, definitely, Charles, you You definitely got to give them a lot of a lot of respect out there. Yeah, definitely. definitely.
1: Uh, Respect to all the coaches uh, in the NCAA and the NBA. We have some uh, news earlier to report. I don't know if everyone heard it, but uh, Sean Bradley from the NBA uh, been paralyzed. He got into an accident, a bike accident, a car accident. So prayers out to him, Um, and also um, prayers out to the uh, Asian American community for what happened down in Atlanta as well, too. Definitely. um, You know, that's something to keep an eye on and keeping our prayers. um, You know, to uh, this entire race and race racial discrimination going on in this country is, is, is still a is still an issue um, and, and prayers out to all those involved coach thank you so much man uh, I, I heard uh, someone you. told me you, you may be on the, the B show tomorrow so I'll yeah see you man the
2: B listen I got to get my game together because I got to get a better background I got to get a haircut I got to <laughs> yeah. get my hair trimmed because when yeah. you're on the B show you cannot go and go and, and play around. You gotta be, I know. I, I know. might go get an outfit. I might go get a new outfit. <laughs> I just might go get an outfit. I gotta thank be prepared you. For thank you, show. coach.
1: We'll talk to you soon and Chuck, you're gonna stick around for some NFL today's NFL free agency. So yo, we'll... the
2: NFL's still getting luck. Yo, get here. <laughs> out of here. Oh, here they go. Here you go, go Trav the whole NFL crew. Y'all still around, man? Y'all still
4: around?
1: <laughs> I can't hear him. I can't, yo, 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 can't yo, Trav. hear you, Trav. Trav, we can't hear you, sir. Are you here? Oh, oh, that's God. That's God. We got you. want to hear about the NFL?
2: Got- yeah. <laughs> Go on What's up, man? I, I'm gonna let y'all ride. It's, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Y'all did to college basketball what the NBA did to the NFL. Your, your guys took over free agency and started wilding, and that's all everybody's been talking about. So I'll give that. Because that's what price. we do. I told y'all it's not the off season; it's the non-play
4: season. How many times did oh, you gonna let listen. him
2: say that? I know, you know I know. Man, I know. All right, much it. respect, much respect, but don't forget, I still beat you and them. 'em. I'm out, people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why you all uh, stuff, coach? All right. So we have Mr. Box Office Declan is here from the Smoke and Mirrors Podcast. How you guys doing? Talk some NFL a uh, free agency. Before we talk about that, Declan, I don't know, man. I see you in the Hitler streets making some ill-advised comments uh, about how Josh Allen is top three quarterback in the league and disrespecting other people. You know, so th- 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 there's a lot going on with you. What, what's up with you? What, what, what Kool-Aid are you drinking? Cause
5: it, it, <laughs> it ain't, it ain't yeah. the flavor that we all like. I don't know. I mean, it's the flavor that keeps working out for me. Uh, keep, keeps getting me the right answers. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, what, what, what listen, is it? Listen, there's yeah?
1: something. Listen, there's uh, there's no right answer when it comes to opinion. You know that, right? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, there's <laughs> no right
5: answer when it comes to an opinion, but then when it comes true, flowers at least. Well,
1: th- but something can't come true if it didn't happen yet. So you're basically trying to foreshadow. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's not not necessarily.
5: You know, no, I'm going back in. The, I'm going back in the past to when the player in question was called average, and he finished second in MVP voting. That's what we're going back to.
1: Well, the player that's also in question is a player who won an MVP. He didn't finish second in MVP. Oh. He actually has one. Lamar Jackson. I don't think you had him in your top three quarterback. Right? Is that? Who's Josh like? Say again. Top five. He's not top he's not top five, but yet yeah, he, he he has an MVP though,
5: right? Yeah, so I mean is Matt Ryan better than Russell Wilson?
1: No, I'm not talking about Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. No, you're talking about players with MVP. No, but I'm talking about, you're talking Lamar, about Jackson. I'm Lamar Jackson. And I'm talking about and I'm talking about Josh Allen right now. That's the I'm talking that was oh, a no, valid
4: no, comeback talk... right there. No, i right, about... right no, no, I'm talking about from Declan but Matt Ryan and Russell. that but... was deep. I mean he's, Thank wrong. You. Thank he's, you. Wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. He's wrong. But that was a valid comeback. I'm not gonna listen. No, I mean seriously. Let's let's
5: just like let's just break it down for a sec. If you're gonna say we're gonna go on MVP like in 2016. Uh, Was Cam Newton better than Russell Wilson? You have to get your head examined. No way. In that year? The next year after he won. The year in question is not the MVP year itself. It's the year afterwards and then the years following. Like right now, now, even like Greg Greg Pulley is my boy. Shout out Smoke and Mirrors, my co-host, my coach, whatever. Um, He he didn't mention Lamar Jackson, the guy's better than Josh Allen. I don't think Yeah, but he's could. also
1: like, not putting Josh Allen in his top 3 though. I don't think he put Josh Allen in his top 3 quarterbacks.
5: He doesn't have to. I, I mean, top 3 maybe he's not top 3. I have him been top I've been in the top 5. I don't think he's better than um Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, not that I don't think he's that not that I don't think Deshaun Watson's better, but I'd like to see where he goes first before I make a make, you know, a judgment like that. Russell Wilson finished the year bad. That said, he's still Russell Wilson, so I'll, I'll put him in my
1: All I'm um, saying is that you have a target You just have a target. That's all I'm saying. I'm happy with it, bro. I'm cool
5: with it. Hey, you know what? I always hit the target, so I'm always (laughs) happy to go right back. So
4: Uh, so That's enough, Declan. You got your (laughs) own show to talk. (laughs) I want to hear some (laughs) cookie,
5: man, today. Chuck?
4: NFL free
1: agency, listen, there's a lot of things going on out there. Um, Rumor has it that the Patriots got their stimulus package money, and they're just spending (laughs) it, and they're getting all this. But I wanted to ask my guys here, uh, all the moves that the Patriots are making, given the fact that their division is a lot tougher now, are they making the right moves in order to contend, or, is, or, or are they just going to come up empty? Travis?
4: I mean, I, like like you said, man, Bill got his stimmy out here. He going wild out here. But I think they all making... Uh, if, from the outside looking, it looks like, wow, the pages are big spenders. But if you look at some of the signings outside of um, the two tight ends, uh, John O. Smith and Hunter Henry and maybe Matthew Judon. A lot of the other signings are kind of those secondary signings. I mean, they didn't give a lot of money out to Nelson Aguilar. They didn't give a lot of money out to Bourne from San Francisco. But they are bringing in pieces that they need. We all know that last, the past, not just last year, but even when that Tom Brady's last year there, That offense had no weapons. It was looking real suspect out there. So what do they do? They go out here. They got the two best tight ends in free agency. And like I said, and John Smith and Hunter Henry, they're going to try and recreate that Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, you know, offense they have running there. Then you get Nelson Aguilar on the outside, who's a burner. I mean, he's going to drop some balls here and there, but he's going to still stretch the defense right there. So now you bring back Cam's second year in the offense. Uh, we all know Cam is – I've always had mixed feelings about Cam. He has up and down season in my opinion, but hopefully his second se- his second season in that offense with a full off season to fully uh, get the playbook down, get familiar with the new weapons he got in there, hopefully this will be a bounce back year for him right there. But I think the Pages are – they are – Bill said I gave y'all one year. You know what I mean? He took a little break. You know what I mean? He said, all right, I'll let y'all go have y'all a little fun. But then he saw Brady go out there and win a Super Bowl. He said, all right, that's enough of that. I got to come back and take the <laughs> throw back." I mean, the divisions are going to be a lot tougher this year. Uh, Declan's guy out there, Josh Allen, he looked like he's not – I don't see a regression coming right there. The Dolphins, they look like they're on the up and coming. Uh, the Jets, the Jets are making some funny moves. I mean, they're, they're not the big spinners in the division we thought they were going to be. I mean, they made some decent moves, but who would have thought? that the Bills will be, the, I mean, not the Bills, the Patriots will be the team in the NFC East out there spending all the, I mean, AFC East spending all the money out there.
1: Um, there there's also this uh, uh, rumor that, uh, you know, w- Russell Wilson, uh, the, the Chicago Bears are bidding to try to get Russell Wilson. Um, and we also just saw the Bears sign Andy Dalton. So it's kind of like, all right, so what's going on there? Uh, Chuck, what are your thoughts on what the Bears are trying to do here?
3: Well, I think the Bears are smart by trying to get Wilson, but if, if the guy's not available, then there's nothing you could really do. Apparently they offered them a trade package and Seattle said no. I don't think Seattle is going to move Wilson because they don't have a first rounder next year. So if they don't, you know, if they don't get a quarterback at least back in, in the deal, then you're looking at, you know, a three and thirteen season because their backup quarterback is um who you know, is their backup? Yeah. Yeah. Is. So I, I don't think they're going to move Wilson this offseason, and by next offseason, they're probably just going to let him finish out his contract. So I don't think Seattle moves him. I think Chicago should turn around and go and go after Watson, without a doubt. But it all comes down to would Watson would Watson want to play for the Bears? He has a no-trade clause, so he, he holds all the cards in, in that matter.
1: The same, go, ahead, go, go ahead, Travis.
4: It's the same situation even if they went after uh, uh, Watson. They don't have the ammunition to make a legitimate trade. You don't have a young quarterback to send back. Uh, I believe they made the playoffs last year, so they're picking in the 20s. They So you don't have the ammunition to give another team so they can sit here and say, oh, we're going to draft the quarterback. I mean, Carl, you mentioned it in the chat a couple of days ago, and I told you, Seattle's not pulling the trigger on this. I just don't see it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to listen to the offers, but when push comes to sub, they're not, they not dumb. They're not I about think, to pull this I trigger.
5: they shot the Bears down, too.
4: Yeah, like oh, that, dead at this point. That's why the Bears went out and signed Eddie Dalton because Seattle wasn't trying to send him Russell Wilson.
1: Uh, Declan, what's going on with the Giants, man? Uh, D- David Gilderman is out here making comments, uh, you know, about uh, Daniel Jones um, and, and believing in Danny Dimes and saying, you know, how many people are great at their job after two years. You know, so what are your thoughts on the Giants offseason moves and what they're what they're trying to establish?
5: How many people are great after uh, at their jobs after two years? I don't know. Yeah, Patrick that's... Mahomes. <laughs> can I just, say, I've been at, I, I, can I just say
4: I've been at my job for about two and a half years now, and I'm great at it. I
5: don't that's know what I said. Me about. too. I've been at my job three years. I already got promoted. Like I don't I've know been what he's talking about, about. Like if this is if this is a job, I've been here like three minutes. But uh, <laughs> but as far as Gettleman goes, I mean he sucks, and I hate to say that on you know on, on main like on a mainstream. Uh, network here and I don't even know if I could say that but he shouldn't have had anything to do with the coaching search although you know they got a good one in Joe Judge um but yeah the Giants are gonna need to get Kenny Galladay and we've heard some smoke and uh that could look to come to uh the forefront and they bring in him later today which I do think will happen unlike Travis I'm not afraid to uh say that my team's gonna get the guy um letting Dalvin go is horrible uh franchising Leonard Williams just to sign him so I'm not, it looks stupid at the forefront, but they clearly needed the time to re up him and they got it done. So that's one positive. Um, this is a team that turned the corner and you got to move in the right direction. So they're going to need to get Galladay, And if not, then you're looking at Curtis Samuel, hopefully. Chuck, what
1: about your Giants? I mean, I'm sorry, your Jets. Yeah, Easy. sorry, sorry, sorry. He's wearing blue. So
3: sorry, your Jets, your Jets. Um, Listen. What can they do here? I think they made two smart moves so far. They went out, they got um, Corey Davis, which is a wide receiver that they desperately needed. A guy who's really tough at the line of scrimmage could, you know, either spread the defense downfield or kill them over the middle. And they got Carl Lawson, who, you know, is not your, you know, premier pass rusher with the big name, but I think you're paying him for what he could evolve into within the next couple of seasons and their short-term deals they're both three-year deals they're both 26 years old so I like it they're not pulling a bell check and going down and spending millions and millions on you know average players so I like what they're doing so far they got 10 picks in the draft they're probably going to be in on Watson too to upgrade at quarterback they could trade Darnold for another pick so I like where they're at so far in their offseason. Travis Carl, did you
4: hear that that Patriots hating Chuck voice? Come you know on, now. Gonna... come on now. Chuck, it ain't
3: tricking if you got it. No, no listen, listen. Do you know why I'm upset? Because Beltrick's moves have not been great at all. And they're, they're, if, they upgraded things great. that they needed. Why are they not great? They went out and they got Jalen Mills to play corner. Do you do you know what Jalen Mills making, is? Jalen Mills, yes, the Jalen Mills side. Mills signing. is okay, what I bro. had for breakfast this morning. Burnt toast, okay? <laughs> 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 toaster, I got mean, bro. yes, okay, help.
4: but uh the uh the tight ends they needed that oh, right there. Oh, oh wait, they, wait, wait, they, wait, wait! They, time out. Time uh, out. I, right right, I know where you go. I know where you're going. You, you go. We right exactly. talk about the the three, the two tight ends that they drafted last year. Okay, so what? You made a mistake. Wait, they, hold they,
1: on. Wait, wait. But so sorry to cut you off. Uh, Manny Schefter says the Philly traded went to the Colts. Confirmed.
5: Yeah, three months ago. Oh, that, Thanks, Manny. Yeah, right. come on, right. <laughs>
4: it's
5: just, that's because that's the official
4: new league year started at 4 yeah. o'clock. So yeah. all those trades and signings that we heard over the past month or so are technically official now. That's why. Okay. Come on, Manny Schefter. You're supposed to be on top of these things. Come on, right? come on. Can he, we talk about something to, else? He need to worry about his Raiders. I mean, come on now. They I was have, just going to
5: say, can we transition into off,
4: that? They shipped off 80% of their offensive line. I mean, I don't know what that's about. That was probably the strength right there of their offense. And then, I mean, you signed Yannick Ngakwe, which I thought was a good signing right there. I mean, I thought thought the Jets should have been on him, but it is what it is. Um, But to ship off that many players on your offensive line, that's kind of suspect looking right there, you know, when it's one of your strengths and you're not, that team is not necessarily built well from a defensive standpoint as far as stopping the run. And now that's how you want to build teams. You want to build from the inside out. So now, I don't, nobody knows what the Raiders are doing out there.
1: Now, Trav, let me ask you this. Is there any team that's made a move that you, that, that, that you look at and say, man, this team could make it to the Super Bowl and, 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 and contend? Or is there any straight move from a team that you're like, wow, this is the move that they needed just to get them over the hump?
4: You know what? Up until about 40 minutes ago, I would have gave you a different answer. But at this point, I'm not going to say they're Super Bowl contenders, but I really like what the Cardinals are doing at this point. To get uh, Rodney Hudson from the Raiders, that's a big-time trade right there uh, that solidifies that strength, bolsters that offensive line that they have to protect Kyler Murray. Uh, Rodney Hudson is one of the better uh, centers in this league. You go out there, you get A.J. Green to pair against – to pair on the opposite side of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, who knows if Larry Fitzgerald comes back. But still, I just like the two of them on the outside there. You bring in J.J. Watt, you know, pair him against – uh, Chandler Jones on the other side and see why I think the Cardinals are really, they're in a tough division because we all see the moves that the Rams have made. Uh, we see San Francisco. I expect them to come back healthy and looking better, but I really, I, I'm liking what the Cardinals are doing as far as what their offseason look like so far.
1: Chuck, would you agree or do you have another team that you've seen their moves and say this is the team that, that can contend?
3: I would have said the Rams just because, you know, they went out and got Stafford, which is an upgrade over golf. Uh, they re-signed Leonard Floyd, but treating uh, they treated Brockers this morning. So I think that is a step back for them. That that's a big boy in the middle of the field. Did you hear but, about that?
5: By the way, not not to. Uh, him. Did you hear yeah, he
3: he said that, uh, that uh, Stafford was an
5: upgrade over Goff, and then he now gets traded back to Goff.
4: Let, let me let me just say because um, <laughs> there was rumors <laughs> that you know the Lions traded for because you know they wanted a strong leadership guy and they wanted you know somebody can help build the culture? Let's learn about being a leader. Sometimes being a leader gets you sent to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> you, went from, you went from a Super Bowl contender to Detroit? I'd be mad. I might pull a Gronk if I but, was him. Like, but, nah, I'm retired. Like,
3: nah, I'm not going to Detroit. <laughs> but a move that was really questionable by the Lions was signing Jamal Williams. Like, why do they need another running back? They have, you know, they, they need a like down change of pace guy. On, they have carry-on They have Swift.
5: They, they, the whole they, like, like Adrian Peterson, yeah. The whole like glow on carry on Johnson is kind of faded. Like a couple of years ago, we thought we saw him as like, all right, and from a fantasy football perspective, oh, this guy can get drafted in the second, third round. Um, so now it's like Swift is that guy, but I'm I'm kind of with you on that. It was a little bit questionable. Williams could take some carries away right from Swift, and Swift is probably the bright spot of that offense right
4: now.
1: Uh, Declan, do you have any team that that stands out to you with a move that can say that will get them over the hump or no?
5: Um, I'm with Travis on this one. I've I'm been really impressed by what the Cardinals have done, um, you know, getting a big outside, big target guy, obviously proven guy. If he could stay healthy and AJ green, uh, that's going to look really well with Hopkins, obviously on the other side and Kirk in the slot. Um, I thought Larry Fitzgerald was coming back. Um, this could be a move that forces him uh, not necessarily force him into retirement, um, but could, you know, kind of stunt uh, whatever progress he's going to make in his potential last season. Uh, if they're going to run a four receiver offense with, you know, with a guy like Kyler Murray, who, was kind of, you know, been efficient in running the zone option, uh, like the zone read and that, and that pistol offense. Um, so, yeah, but I've been really impressed with the Cardinals and needless to say, J.J. Watt, that's, you know, he could clearly still play at a high level. So. Travis, you're, um, you're, you're Panthers. Uh, I was able to
1: ask uh, Chuck about his Jets and and Declan about his Giants. Your Panthers. What have they done uh, to improve their team or have they done anything at all?
4: I mean, we haven't done, I haven't seen any big signings for us so far. I mean, Uh, we're probably going to lose Curtis Samuels to whoever he signs with, which I'm pretty okay with. I mean, he's he's a decent, you know, third option in our offense. I think we're still – they might still be holding our hope for that Deshaun Watson trade. We'll see what happens. Who knows? I mean, at this point, with the signing of Tyrod Taylor, I think the Texans are ready to kind of sit this one out and call his bluff and see if Deshaun is really ready to sit out and lose some money. But I mean, we'll, I think we're kind of quiet in free agency this year. I think we're, I think they're going with a build through the draft, uh, concept, which is, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. So I'm okay with what we, or what we haven't done right now.
1: What are your thoughts on the? Uh, let's let's ask Declan, uh, Fitzmagic, uh, to Washington. What are your thoughts over there
5: with that move? I think it's a great fit. I mean, it, it's going to depend on if they want to go with, um, if they want to go with, <laughs> with Taylor Heneke, uh Air Henneke, Air Heineke, Henneke. Obviously, they cut Alex Smith. But I think it's a great move, especially if you want to try to continue. It's it's a weak, really weak division, um, you know, even with Dak back. Uh, so they're going to try to get to the playoffs with whoever they got. Um, and their X-Factor wild card uh, is going to be their quarterback position. So I thought it was a great move.
3: Uh, Chuck, what do you think of that move? I like it because it brings a little bit of stability to to position for them because all they really have is is Heineke, like Declan said, and it doesn't force them to take a quarterback at nineteen. They could wait and hope that you know maybe Jones or Trask or somebody else you know falls to them in the second round. And they were the, the division winners last year, so they're trying to you know strike while the iron's hot. And I like it because Ryan Fitzpatrick is not you know your typical like wow like hey we got Fitzpatrick we're gonna go you know to the Super Bowl. But for right now, it brings stability to the position.
5: Mm-hmm. The only time someone picked Fitzpatrick here at the Super Bowl was when Greg Polius said that, uh, in 2015 <laughs> that they would play this listen, I Listen, Wait, you was, mentioned
4: that Fitzpatrick was on the team and he said that?
5: He did, yeah, but he also he had the caveat he, it,
1: if he, he, he said if he didn't have any uh, turnovers or something like that. That's what he said. Oh, wow. Big, right? that's he also didn't um, have any
5: playoff appearances. Yeah.
4: I mean, also, we, I mean, we got to give a shout out to the Defender Champs, man, uh, the bucks They've seen the keep a lot. They've kept a lot of those players, you know, trying to bring the band back together. And it's impressive because they had a lot of key free agents. And I guess the Tom Brady effect is in full, you know, is in oh, full. So bringing the band people back ready here. To, People ready to take a little bit of a discount, you know, to keep the band together and keep this thing running. And that's got that's good on their part.
1: Uh, and finally, this is kind of old news, but it's new to us since we didn't really cover it. Drew Brees, Drew Brees and his legacy. Um, where does he fit in in, in NFL glory uh, in terms of you know um, what he was able to accomplish uh, in
3: his his career? Chuck, um, I think he gets in first ballot. I I mean I don't, I don't oh, think yeah. it's a lock, but I would assume he would get in first ballot and. He really helped, you know, the city of New Orleans, especially right after Katrina. He gave that city a Super Bowl. He's done so much for the community, and he w- was, you know, New Orleans. So shout out to him. Great career. Uh, he struggled early on with injuries and everything, and I was just happy to see that he found the right place, the right system, got paired up with Sean Payton, and they did their thing. He Towards the end, he fell short numerous times, which kind of stinks, but he left an – a legacy down in New Orleans. Declan, yeah. um, what are your thoughts on Drew
5: Brees' career and, and where he ranks among the greats? Yeah, I mean, congrats to Drew Brees. Uh, I'm going to disagree with Chuck. I think he is uh, about a surefire as surefire a, of a lock for the Hall of Fame uh, as possible. Um, this is a guy who a lot of people have him in their top five. I think that's a little bit much. I have him in my top ten um, as to where he ranks all time. Uh, Drew Brees, that is. Uh, 2018, you know, he had the year where they went to the NFC Championship game. And I know Carl likes to say there's, you know, no ifs in sports, only facts. But just, just let me finish this quick, Carl. The, the pass interference call. I mean, come on, that that was literally putting them into the Super Bowl. So um, again, shout you'll to never you. know.
1: You'll never know. If we sit <laughs> yeah. here, and we play the well, game. we well, will Carl. never know. We will never know. That's why well, we-
5: Drew Brees seems to know, since he made a freaking commercial with the Untucket guy uh, about it. <laughs> At least someone made the right call. So maybe Drew Brees knows. Uh, yeah, but like Chuck said, you know the monumental impact he had on on you know the city of New Orleans, the heart of Mardi Gras, um, you know after Hurricane Katrina, it's it's something that will never show up in the box score um, or in the score sheet. So shout out to Drew Brees, and uh, and yeah, he had a great career. Trav, I, I like wait, wait, that is... to take over. Trav, where does his legacy rank? I know in the Hitler streets, we have some uh, Drew
1: Brees haters. And we're always <laughs> questioning his legacy. And Drew Brees
5: flip-floppers
1: also. <laughs> so where, objectively speaking, if you can, where do we put his legacy? I mean, you know, I guess during his era, he was playing with, with Tom Brady, um, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. He was in that kind of era. So where do we put Drew Brees? Declan, you said you have him in your top 10, not top I five. do.
5: I don't want to put him in my top five, I think. Not that I think not, – I'm not taking away from Drew Brees with the dome or anything like that. It's not that. I just think guys like, you know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers – and this is in no particular order for my, for my top five, by the way. Um, or my top ten, rather. Uh, and I'll agree, Ray Jarvis just said Drew Brees is top ten all the time. That's where I have him. Um, you know, I got Montana better, Unitas um, – so know, he's in your
3: top would, ten. So
5: Chuck, he's Chuck, in my top ten, 100. Chuck so have, top so ten. He's coming back, by the way. Yeah,
3: yeah uh, so. definitely top ten. But I don't think he's in like the, the top five of the top ten. I think he's more towards like ten. Yeah, I would. But I would 10, have. I would have well, I mean, not. I mean, I would have to sit down and like go through like quarterbacks throughout history. But but he's definitely in the top ten. I would. Yeah, I would.
5: Oh, he's not better than Dan Marino, even though he's got a ring. I mean, that's that might be questionable. People will definitely disagree with that. But that's just my take on it. Um, I, I would, I would put him around seven or eight, you know? That, that's yeah. Great.
1: Ray Jarvis is saying a uh, shout out to Ray Jarvis in the Great area. He's saying he's the greatest home quarterback of all time.
5: That's true. They also played in the dome, you know, and that's not uh, taking anything uh, away from them. <laughs> <But> no, <laughs> why did you have about, to say that? Yeah, like, well, because I, we have to. Oh oh my my, hold God. on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Greatest home quarterback of all time. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's not a knock on him. That that like, can we explain kind of why that, I mean, that air raid, oh, I had, office, because everyone's going to say,
1: you know what? I can hear people saying context. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I, mean,
5: I, I gave you the context. He's the greatest, um, not that he's short, he's six feet tall, but he is, I would say, the greatest vertically challenged to an extent quarterback of all time. I'm not going to say he's the, short, the greatest shortest, but, you know, six feet tall for a quarterback, the average height is like 6'2 to six. Four.
1: <laughs> Did you see Mandy's comment? Mandy said you just shitted on him, stop it.
5: <laughs> uh,
3: I think it's a chipped.
5: It's a
3: you can't fault him for playing in New Orleans. I'm not know. faulting him. No, I'm not
5: faulting him. I'm just saying why, in part why he's the greatest home quarterback of all time. Is you that know, like some problem?
3: In the dome, I mean, I, you can't fault him for that.
5: He's playing in a dorm. He's in he's college. <laughs>
1: no, right. That's not that, That's not his fault. Well, again, why would you have to it's
5: even not. say that though? Like, not, like, well, no, we're saying he's the greatest home quarterback of all time. He didn't play in Green Bay. He didn't play in New England. He didn't play in Pittsburgh. It's not even a knock on him. But if we're going to say why he's the greatest home quarterback of all time, you know how much of an advantage it is to throw in a controlled weather environment? Come on, guys. It's not It's not a knock. It's reality.
1: Here comes Travis. Ah. Travis is coming back. Travis, I was in the middle of asking you a Drew Brees question. Maybe they cut you off because they know you're going to take up a lot of time here. Um, <laughs> can you hear me, Trav? Yes, sir. I'm back. I'm okay. back. Okay. Um, so... Drew Breeze's legacy. Uh, uh, while you were away, Declan, you know, um, Ray Johnson. Jarvis- oh, I heard.
4: I was sitting here listening. Oh, I heard. Oh, I heard. No, cut, cut, this, cut this dome nonsense out. I don't care. Like, dude, he went out there and performed. I don't care if it was in a dome. He still had to play on the road sometimes. You ever like, look at his road numbers, though? I, I don't care. Like he sit. How many? All right. How many uh five thousand yard quarter passing quarterbacks have there been over the history of the NFL? Say again. How many five thousand five thousand yard passing quarterbacks have there been? Now, so how many five thousand passing yard seasons have See, there been in the NFL? Uh,
5: only a handful.
4: A handful, and guess who has most of them?
5: Drew Brees, Peyton exactly. Manning. Also, Stop it. Who also did play the dome? Pe- in all Peyton
4: Manning has one. Drew Brees has like four. That's, <laughs> That's a and also got five awesome like, stat. Like, come on, man! Like this is 20. this is crazy. Like it's funny how he's on his legacy. Uh, yes, we all know he put the city of New Orleans on his back. I mean, that Monday night football game after Katrina against Atlanta is probably one of the most memorable games I I have. But um, to, it's funny because this group is turning into a Drew Reeves fan. I was never a Drew Reeves fan because he yeah. was in my division. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I like, I like He's cool. We all well, know my, the infamous battle, you know, the MVP year, which he should have won, but it is what it is. I mean, he has right, a great career. I think,
5: I think you just mentioned 5,000-yard season, and Patrick Mahomes threw 5,000 yards. Eddie.
4: Okay, that's one. But like I said, Drew Brees has like four or five of them, but okay. And like I, mean, I said, he's, he's a top-10 to quarterback of all time. I'm go- exactly. So we're going to – I'll agree with the rest of the panel. I'm going to put him as a top-10 quarterback of all time. I won't go top-5 with that, but definitely top-10 quarterback. Uh, it's. Just, it was sad that we never got to see him win another Super Bowl. But, I mean – and uh, I think Chuck said it best. I mean, the end wasn't as great, but eh, you know, it is yeah. what it is. But he will go down as one of the tops to ever do it at his position.
1: Um, Ray Jarvis asked, um, "Where do we rank Peyton? Because he benefited, didn't he?" Yeah, home I, I, home. I, I
5: was I bring do, that up. I was I was ready to answer that question. Um, so here's here's the thing with Peyton Manning. Yeah, I rank him honestly. I have him two or three uh, all time. Uh, if anyone's in front of him, you said three, two or three. Two or three all time. Absolutely. Well, pick one.
1: Uh, well, pick- no,
5: I'm saying, I'm saying like that's the bucket I put him in. For me, he's the best regular season quarterback of all time, and uh, the second best quarterback of all time behind Brady. And then Montana trails him a little bit. Or you put Montana in front. I'm not really going to argue that much. But as to why, um, I don't really not that I don't kill him for that. First of all, I mean we're gonna not forget that Peyton Manning played some seasons in Denver, Uh four or five, I believe. Um, that said, the 2013 season from Peyton Manning where he threw over 5,000 yards, 55 touchdowns. Uh, all records, by the way, most passing yards in a season, most passing yards, uh, most passing touchdowns in a game. Um, greatest season of all time for any quarterback. So we can talk about that. The guy also performed. That gave you the best season in Denver.
1: Which, uh, Ray Jarvis I mean, is coming I mean, at you, man. I mean, Listen, see, see, I mean, yeah, welcome I mean, You know look, that, look at, but go look ahead. Look at
4: it this <laughs> way. Look at it this way. I mean, since you want to go against, you know, have all these, Caveats against Drew Brees. I mean, Peyton Manning was carried to his last Super Bowl, but hey, we don't talk about that. Yeah, but
5: you know what? Again, like I said, he also went to the Super Bowl and faced the best Uh, defense in ten years.
4: He he got beat by Drew Brees in the Super Bowl. Uh,
5: all right, he got beat by uh, he got (laughs) beat (laughs) by Kendra Wilkinson's husband dropping the onside kick in the
4: the
3: Super Bowl. Bowl. He He got
5: he he got beat because Hank Basket, ex-husband or whatever of Kendrick uh Kendra Wilkinson, dropped the onside kick. Uh, yeah, listen, respect Ray respect Jarvis
3: me. is
1: saying he struggled outdoors. So, I mean, if we're going to use the yeah. argument about – Right, like we you know, can't De- use also, that. Also, He's also, also better than Drew
3: Declan, but Go ahead. Declan, the, the year that Peyton, you know, threw 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, whatever, he had Eric Decker, he had Demaryius Thomas, he had Julius Thomas, who was probably one of the better tight ends in the league at that point. What did Julius like, Thomas do before Peyton, then, by the way? Or No, I know, before, but that's what I'm saying. Right. They had they had playmakers on that team. It wasn't That's like fine. he was throwing like me and you. Right. He well, had, first of three, I would love that. He
4: had three of <laughs> of I would love that. I believe three of them had a thousand yards that season. Come on now, like. Wait, hold, hold on. So it.
5: Are, hold on. It, tell me, if this is what you guys are saying. Are we going to say that Julius Thomas, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, all of which struggled before Peyton Manning, before and after Peyton Manning? No, that's who made. That's oh, Eric Decker did really good on the Jets. He had one good season.
3: He he was he was uh, yeah. But did you see who who was one, throwing him the football? Ryan yeah, Fitzpatrick he, when he threw thirty Ryan touchdowns that year. That's why.
4: I'm just saying we Come can't on. sit here and pick and choose which part of the career we want to give acknowledgement to. Like oh, because he played
5: in the high. So I what? acknowledge Drew Brees so is what? a top dude. I'm not a Drew yes Brees yes,
1: Brees. yes, but He's the issue is. Pick. You couldn't help yourself but to mention the right. fact that he played yeah, in the right.
4: game. That's the, had, Ray Jarvis. that's the problem. Like, you no, that's Ray the problem. No, because Ray Jarvis couldn't help him himself.
5: Just give him his flowers. I gave that's him the his problem. flowers. Ray Jarvis You gave him his himself.
1: flowers with the asterisk, though. Yeah. 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 I gave,
5: I gave him all the <laughs> flowers. How about that? really did. How about really that? How about really did that? Did I bought you him two. I bought him two. was a I bought him two flowers. I bought him cheap flowers. Because when he, he gets into the Hall of Fame, they're not going to say, well, he played in the Dome for. You know, they're right. like- not going to say he's, he's the best a, home quarterback a dumb, of all time. He's the best home quarterback. Like, come on, they're not going to say that. Jesus Christ. What a stupid ass. At- oh my God. What? Best wrong? home quarterback of all time. Who gives a rat's ass? I don't. Does not matter? <laughs> Jesus. Stupid ass comments pissing me off. Today. Oh. It
4: took this long for Declan to go off. Or Unbelievable. Because it's so oh. annoying. Declan, Go you want on, to keep going? this? Click
3: this. <laughs> if, if Drew Brees played in Buffalo, would he be in your top five? Not even no. close. No. We don't do ifs. No,
5: we're hurt do I would have heard Drew Brees that. I'm uh, no, not going to do this. It. No, we're gonna do you this. It. no, we're not
4: going to do this. With it. No, the reason why I said
5: I have a question, though. If Drew Brees played in Green Bay, would that have benefited him? Ah, excuse me, without I a don't identity.
4: care. The man's numbers are the man's numbers. Like, Which is why I put him in the top ten all time. Me,
5: I just don't. I just don't care enough to say, "Oh, he's the greatest home quarterback of all time." It doesn't matter.
4: He's a great QB. He's top ten all time.
5: <laughs> Which is all stuff I said. Is did I not say that? You did. Uh, you but you also. But here. you to right. the
1: answer. I think that's why Ray Jarvis said what he said oh. because.
5: You said that because you said what you said. That's all. That, 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 that's all we're saying. Whatever. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. You said what? I'll take Aaron Rodgers. You'll take Aaron Rodgers over Drew Brees? Yes, I would. Because? Uh, just because I, I like I, the. I would, have, I would have to go with that. I mean, I can't, I
4: can't disagree with that one. Thank you, thank, you,
1: <laughs> thank you. Because of what? No, go ahead. Finish it.
5: Oh, because. Oh, I, first of all, better arm talent, in my opinion. Um, I just think overall, Aaron Rodgers is the best all- to, all-around quarterback we've seen. If there's anybody that we're going to, you know, kind of uh. put in that bucket, um, it's going to be, you know, Patrick Mahomes. they think that he's going to be, he's going to be, um, you know, that uh, of, a, a player of that, of that talent and caliber, but yeah, that that's Aaron Rodgers, a better quarterback than Drew. Bruce, 100%.
4: Well, I think the whole panel will agree with that one. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't think that's. Yeah.
6: You know what? On. They
1: were just, uh, um, I was just listening to a conversation about, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and his, his success. And I remember us having the conversation when we were like, you know, some people were blaming the talent that was around him. Um, and then uh, they're saying basically, is it his talent or is it him? Which is why some people kind of debate where we, where would we oh, put Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, yeah, because what they haven't you know, drafted a skill. Right. Skill but that's the blame issue. But again, some people, blame, some people would, would blame him for his inabilities. Others would blame, um, some people would blame him himself and others and would blame him because it's supporting yeah,
4: Sometimes, See, the issue, I think Aaron Rodgers is a victim of his own talent, if you want to look at it that way. Because he's so talented and so great at the position, people think he should be able to go out there and win it by himself. It's football. You can't win it out there by yourself. It's not like basketball. Aaron Rodgers don't play defense. Aaron Rodgers wasn't giving up that touchdown before halftime against Tampa Bay, all right? Mm. He can't do everything. He can go out there and do his job and do the best of what he – with what he has, and I think he does that to a superior level. Yeah. I mean, it just is what it is at that. You can't sit there and blame mm. it all on him.
5: Which is why, which is why you can't. And and going back to reason, which is why you can't make a comment like, "Oh, he's the best home quarterback of all time," and then not say where he played. But whatever. Who said
4: that? Who said he's the best home quarterback of all time? You
5: did. Ray Jarvis did. I no, you. Declan that. did. Oh, De- and I was did. reading Ray John. I was reading Ray Jarvis in the comments. Is, is when he said that. That's what started the conversation. Uh. Come
1: on, Sean. Uh, yeah, uh, Ray Jarvis is unable to pull up right now, but he said you'll live to see another day. He's coming for you, though. That's all he said. Um, oh.
5: <laughs> like I said, like you said in the beginning. Like, like you said in the beginning, Carl. I guess I have a target in my back. That's fine. Uh, you I'll do, a, you do. Listen, throw, I, you know, know what? My, Hold on. I'll throw a seed right at that target, right on the bullseye. You know, you know. What? That's just how it works. You I'm know sorry.
1: what? Honestly, I, I'm, 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 I'm so close to putting you in that Andres uh, Falcon. Uh, like, I'm, I'm close to <laughs> putting you in that category of the Hitlers. Because well, I'm, glad, I'm glad there's an thing. alternate
5: universe. I'm glad there's not an alternate universe. for that. Because, because there's a,
1: you know what it is? I get a lot of question marks and I get a lot of people, um, you know, messaging me like, why are these guys here? What the hell are they saying? And who do I claim? And why are they saying these outlandish things? What the hell are they talking about? So I'm close to putting you in that. And then I don't want to put you there, Declan. Ooh, why is who here? Say it again? I'm why saying anytime you or anytime Andres or anybody else says something outlandish, me yeah. as the CEO, I get questioned. Why are they and, here? And, and you so want to do a
5: favor? You want to do me a favor? Why am I here? Don't vote me rookie of the year, then, if you want to know why oh, I'm here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> don't shoot <good>. the <laughs> messages. <answer that> <laughs> Listen, listen! Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just that's letting what, you know.
5: Happens, and you got some stupid what, comments, what, by the way. I'm not, not even gonna their read their them.
1: Show called to get a little. I easy, know they, they get a little spicy. <laughs> no. They get a little spicy <laughs> over here. They do. They really do. They really do. Listen, I, I'm just letting you know what I get. Like I, am the one who gets most of it. When someone says something outlandish, I have to hear about it. So I'm just letting you know what yeah. I hear. That's all.
5: Well,
4: just take it. Just take it as a. comment. Look, in the look words
5: it, of Mike. Look at Skip Bayless.
4: He just made eight million a year saying dumb things. It's okay.
5: The thing is, whenever people say first. So whenever people say something's dumb that I say, it comes true. So I don't care, like I said, in the words of Mike Tomlin. Like what? Do not care. Like what? Uh, when I said Josh Allen was an MVP candidate midway through the year, and I was told he was average.
1: Okay. What else? Yeah.
5: I, I got smoke. That's one. What
1: else? Yes. I mean, that's
5: one. Uh, when the Steelers, I said they were overrated, and you apologized to me after the playoffs. Okay, that's two. All right. You 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 third that's it. You, going that two. Now. We'll see about. Da- I've been here two minutes. We'll <laughs> see about Daniel Jones. I mean. Like I said, it's a big oh, year for him regardless.
4: I mean, we're not giving you Daniel Jones. We're, don't we're give me not Daniel, you
5: I'm not giving me Daniel Jones, so don't worry. <laughs> you got, you got his, the GM out here talking about,
4: oh, he had two years and he's not that good at his job yet. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. what? Listen, all Come I'm saying now. is
1: that, Declan, you're a Mark man, man. I don't know if you want to go as the most annoying for this year and go back-to-back back and winning awards from rookie idiot to most annoying, but just be careful in the middle yeah. of the streets. That's I mean, all I'm hey, saying.
5: Like I said, you know, if if I was anywhere close to that, maybe I'd feel something, but I, I don't care. I'm sorry. It, it doesn't mean anything. Like, not that it doesn't mean anything. Obviously, like, every time we go on the show, the fans, like my new show, right? You know, Greg and Steph and I, the fans make the show. So I love it. Wait, um,
1: what did you say about Daniel Jones now? Uh, I see the people talk about No, Daniel. I said,
5: I'm not giving myself Daniel Jones. That was a bad point. But year three will be the uh, deciding factor. And I see Manny very upset in the comments. I'd be pretty upset too <laughs> if my team just let go of all my linemen. And I'm going to four they, games they, next year with Derek Carr. They did,
4: they did resign Richie Incognito. So we can't. Yeah, because he's, he's a big difference
5: maker. He's only a big difference maker if he wants to go after somebody in the locker room. That's his only. So, that's so the only thing we do for that. Technically, they only sent out 60% of their offensive line now. What is he, 40 years old? <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody knows God, what's
1: going right? out there in
4: the radio with, in Vegas all with radio. Right.
1: Declan are you good because I'm moving on to my next segment man I'm gonna let you guys go you good, yeah, Declan? I'm good. dude I'm you sure? you sure I'm gonna let you finish you are good get right. so it off your chest Declan anything you gotta say
5: shout out to Eddie Gonzalez shout out to Eddie Gonzalez he's been saying I'm right the whole time that's that's the only confirmation I need today Is Eddie that's your confirmation Absolutely. that's your confirmation is Eddie you, you ever watch his Bruh. baseball segments? Man, doesn't miss.
1: <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's your confirmation now? No disrespect to Eddie, but I'm saying <laughs> It was St. Patty's
5: Day. It was St. Paddy's Day. I started the show in a good mood. All, you know, smooth voice, talking, all excited. And then he just pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: I love to see Matt Declan. I just want to sit back and watch the show. Like, I know I, you I, do. Always, always I know you excitement. do. I
5: got people no, in the I'm waiting room. What, what
1: happened? happened? I said, I got people in the waiting room, but I'd love to see you upset, man. Come on, tell them why you're mad. For real.
5: I just told you
3: guys why I'm mad. Come on. Go ahead, Chuck. One beef that I had with with Declan recently, and I want to broadcast this so the people in the comments could vote. This kid said that since Allen Robinson got tagged, that, that the Jets lost out on, like, a premier target who was number one, which doesn't make any sense because he never hit free agency. How do you go after somebody and sign somebody if they're not a free agent? Do right. you, you just walk right. over to
4: the team? He, he means in terms of if he would have hit free agency. Right, if yeah, he, he would have, but he, he never did. No, hold on. Hold he would have been a key target. I, I see what he's saying. Like, you still lost out on the opportunity to
5: have it. Thank you. But Thank you.
4: Charlie. There was
3: never an opportunity because he never became a free agent. And
5: that hurts. That, that That's not all, oh, whatever we lost out. Well, what are you going to do? Dude, you know, This is what this is what this is what New NCAA York football bro. has come to. We have
4: jets and Giants fan arguing about losing out on players for their bad team. Like this is what is going be. But how do you lose <laughs> out on somebody that never got? You can't Mr. talk Carolina. about being good teams. You talk about losing out on players. It's okay, guys.
5: Yeah, but Chuck, though, in all in all seriousness, like, did you want Allen Robinson on this team?
3: If you would have got the free agency, yeah. yes, so it's, but, it's but you can't just go pick out a player and just say, you, I, I could want hmm. Allen Robinson, I could want DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. I could want Michael Thomas, I could want, you know, the top five wide receivers in the league, but if they don't get the free agency, there's
5: nothing my team can do about it. One guy had a potential to go somewhere, but that's, but see, I'm not saying it's a loss. I'm not saying that the Jets got screwed. They did it to themselves. Sometimes the, you know, it's what not, to into- what happened? I just told you they didn't do it to themselves.
4: Oh, all right. well, didn't do it as, far themselves. as far as those in the it's, comments, that's going to stop coming from Yeah, that's the guy who could have
1: the team. Guys, guys, before I let you go, we're going to transition into pro wrestling, but let me ask you this. Yesterday, was 316 day. Um, for As guys who used to watch, if you watch pro wrestling, what's your favorite Stone Cold moment? Travis.
4: I don't remember. It's you do remember. <laughs> I watched wrestling. <laughs> I, just, on, give me a Stone Cold. I barely remember it. Like, give me, give I just Stone remember Cold Stone moment. Cold. I just remember Stone Cold being the baddest on, on wrestling. You know, that's all I remember. Okay. Sean, you have a Stone guy. Cold moment?
3: you have a Stone Cold moment? I mean I, I don't think I could pin it down to one particular moment, but you know, watching wrestling as like eight or nine years old, it used to be fun to watch him come out, kick some ass, climb onto the top rope and you, drink you know drink a couple of beers. <laughs> that oh, was phenomenal. God. I Declan, was nine years
1: old. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Declan, were you old enough to remember Stone Cold, or you have to watch YouTube clips? <laughs>
4: no, <your>
1: <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yo, all
4: right. you're the only one who remembers specific Stone Cold moments because you probably. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I still
1: watch. Yeah, I still watch them. Exactly. Too. I, was, I still, I, I still, I still can't remember out. the Last time I remember. I some, really come really on, like yo, listen, like listen. The beer truck moment—you don't remember that? The Zamboni? With, oh yes, yeah.
4: Okay, the Zamboni. I remember
1: okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Who you got on
5: wrestling coming up though?
1: Um, we got uh, Nick and we got The Outlaw. We got our, our pro wrestling team. That we're Zach Joel, wrestling. is that
5: the guy with the fire cut?
1: I think so. You want me to bring oh. him in so you can say hi to yeah, him?
5: absolutely, bro.
1: Let me bring in the wrestling crew. He's liking I, his
5: stuff all the time. Is that there him? Is.
1: Yeah, all right. Zach, you, you seem to have a fan of your hair, man. Someone no. say hi, something to your hair, bro.
5: <laughs> bro, listen. Zach, can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear. Yeah. Uh, Zach, I'm a talking fan to you, your hair. Bro. My name's Declan. What's up, buddy? I just got to say, man, whoever your barber is, fire bro i'm just saying i like it
0: oh thank Sorry. you well actually um i i, I trimmed the sides myself i just let the top bro
5: wow
0: so it's you you're the barber then. well when when i need to be uh... the covid barber yeah
5: oh, man. all
1: right
4: nfl i don't you. know
1: what's going on here but listen, <laughs> you guys thank you so much for joining us um and we'll talk to you guys soon in the nfl but uh um, Zach and Nick over here from the uh, um, AEW Injection. At, oh, yeah. Kind uh, of give a current state of pro wrestling. I know I may lose some viewers, but we're approaching WrestleMania season. So, you know, I have to go favorite with some with, with talk about some wrestling. But as yesterday was 316 day. Um, okay. Zach, what is your favorite Stone Cold Steve Austin moment?
0: Uh, I, I kind of growing up, so I watched a lot of stuff from my dad. We watched like some of the greatest moments that we they used to be on the, uh, the Optimum channel that they had. But it was definitely the bedpan.
7: Uh, the bedpan moment. Was oh great. yeah, uh, Nick. What was yours? Honestly, it, it's a very obscure match, but his. Uh, I don't sure if they even called the the supermarket match with uh, Booker T. <laughs> when they just went around the store and like bashed milk on each other, uh, that that matched me it was just like it was uh, hilarious. All right, Mike. What's your favorite Stone Cold moment? As yesterday was 316
1: day. I think Mike just uh, talked about when he was playing the guitar with uh, with, with Kurt Angle. Those were pretty funny. Um, have to be when he made Vince. Uh, uh, pee on himself um that was pretty cool too
7: with the fake gun
1: yeah with the fake gun those are some 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 classic uh awesome moments it's, it's, it's always a great time to to go back uh to austin moments but wrestlemania season is approaching i know i'm gonna let the AEW guys cook in a minute but uh as wrestlemania season approaches i'm not as excited i don't know what it is i don't know if it's because we, we we're still under covid protocol but um i'm not really pleased with what's going on with with, with wwe and, and I, I don't get that excitement like i used to get for wrestlemania season i don't know what it is
0: well, uh, Nick, we had the think nickelodeon think- moment on on raw when let's well,
7: not talk so about that please i think the reason why there's not and i mean it, and it's not just this year they've had this paper for a while but things have felt felt very rushed the rumble to elimination chamber to fast lane to mania i think it's too much from rumble to mania plus they're burning matches i mean on Monday Night Raw, we saw Matt Riddle versus Ali for the U.S. title. That's a great match. That could have been at Mania. They could have just built it for three more weeks. At Fastlane, we're seeing Big E versus Apollo. That's going to be a great match. They can just build that for a couple more weeks, give it to you at Mania. And, I mean, you know, there are two matches right there that they burned right now on the road to WrestleMania that they could have had at Mania.
1: Zach, what are your thoughts?
0: No, I agree. Like, um, for me, I haven't been kept up with, with WWE as much because... I don't have the drive to get back into raw because it, it's hard to watch some of the stuff. Cause I, I, I follow the, the clips on YouTube and stuff on Twitter. And then when I see stuff, like, like I saw from last week, it just makes me like, w- why? Mm. Like, mm. Uh, like what's going on with the Braun and the
1: uh, Shane McMahon, right? Which, makes yeah, really
0: that, that, that yeah. I, I saw that. I was like, you don't have a monster like that. Uh, like Braun Strowman just get clowned on by, Shane McMahon.
1: Well, listen, I mean, we saw Braun win a tag team championship with a kid. I don't know how much worse it can get, but I saw it just made it even 20 times worse. So, yeah. Mike, what are your thoughts heading into WrestleMania season?
6: I just want to bring up the fact this is like it's been a year now since we did our first uh, since we did our last um, uh, thing that we did in the studio. So just think about that first. You guys can hear me well, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah. So, I mean, just think about that. Think about the dynamic. Think about how weird it's been. You know what I mean? A full year without being in the studio, and we were just getting into the wrestling thing. So, I mean, I take a look at all this. I take a look at the full year, and I think to myself, how important are the fans? So, when we talk about WrestleMania season, about it not being that exciting, it's because the fans are missing, okay? Can you imagine that if that moment would have happened, we saw with Shane McMahon, people would have chanted, this is shit, you know what I mean? Like because it was a stupid moment that's why fans are so important so the fact that we haven't been able to see fans in wwe it just it goes to show you that they've run out of out of ideas and they're like let's just go with it
1: yeah i agree i I think smackdown's a little bit better but uh, i think even even the fact that you don't have fans you can still put out a good product like i'm watching the shane segment and i'm like what the hell is going on like it doesn't make any sense you know it's it's a, a lot of inconsistencies um, even the main event for for, for Raw's uh, WWE Championship, it was just announced. Like there was no buildup to yeah. giving Drew the championship opportunity. It was just announced, like he's gonna, um, you know, defend against Bobby Lashley. And from what you guys have been discussing in the group, that you know Bobby's gonna drop it so Drew can get his WrestleMania moment. I'm not I'm not happy with that. You know, they're I think, very anxious. Yeah, I, I think I think I, I think Bobby deserves a little bit more than becoming a transitional champion. Uh, that's not fair to him, and it, it makes you like. Wonder, okay, like the Miz dropping to Bobby, like it made no sense for him to. It was a waste of money in the bank, they could have just given it to Bobby beforehand, so you could have had it. It just doesn't make any sense why 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 they would just give it to him. It, for it him. Just, Vince it's, is very anxious,
7: it just seems like there's really, and again, I'm again not going to speculate and say it's not I'm not behind the scenes, but it feels like there's just very little thought and pre planning. Like, like, Carl, you have a famous saying, uh. What is it? The proper, proper, proper preparation. preparation, preparation. Absolutely. Um, See? One that, of my pupils remembers that. Thank and, you, and
1: Nick. Thank that, you. And you. You never
6: said that in my first year.
1: I said it to everybody. Everybody knows that. I always yeah, say that. Wait a minute.
6: I've, I've had like three classes with you. You never said that? When you always, when you're first always year. When, always. when was your I, first year listen, at public community listen, college, listen, you never I, said that I, once I, to any of us. Always.
7: Nick, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I always say I, that. Go ahead. And, I'm saying, and, and that is almost true or whatever because I feel like they're just not preparing these storylines and preparing for... I feel like they get through one week and they sit back and be like, phew, okay, good. We got through this week. What are we doing next week? There's no, I mean, again, I'm not going to say it's not, but I mean, it feels like there's no long-term you know, plans for Bobby, for Drew, for, you know, any of these guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: even now I'm hearing the rumors there may be a triple threat match for uh, the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. I'm right? all for that, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, same. That, that, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of like the storyline, but it, it just makes it intriguing to know the one-on-one match, you know, Either way, I think Edge versus Daniel Bryan would be great, or Edge versus um, Roman would be great, too. But, you know, what are we going to do? Zach, I know you made a comment the other day, uh, which kind of ruffled my feathers about, you know, comparing a certain group to the four horsemen. Okay, okay. Okay. What was this? Oh, I want to hear this.
0: Okay. Okay. You has know, to do with AEW, in, right? In, in, in a way, in a way, because if you have the backing from Tully Blanchard and more or less from Arnie Anderson himself, you you can kind of like put them in there. If they're not going to be called the Four Horsemen, call them kind of like kind of like what like me and Nick talked about in our private chats. Call them like like what the Stallions, the Pinnacle. Yeah, or or, or or or
6: even the pinnacle. But,
7: but, but. that's the name. That's the, their name is the yeah. pinnacle.
6: But let me say this though, and I know you guys hate Jim Cornette. All right. Oh, are
7: going to go back to this? How do we? Ship Carl?
6: It out? Oh, wait, wait, wait Care about? Oh, no, no, no! Talk God. about him! here. Shut up, Mike! No, Shut up, no, no, no. Mike!
0: We don't talk about him here. Back no, to the main topic. No, no.
6: Back to the main topic. No, no, no! Yeah. No, back to the back main back to topic. one of the main topics. And the reason as to why I agree with Carl that that's not called the Four Horsemen is I'll say this. Sean Spears, what is you know what are his credentials? What you know, like he doesn't
7: following AEW for a while. He went away because him and Tully Blanchard, who used to be together, had a falling out because Tully said you're not going to pay attention or put the work in. Then why am I going to you know try and help you? So Spears went away for a little bit. And came back now with Tully. I mean, Zach, Carl, do
1: you
6: agree talking, with
7: me on that? But I have to disagree. This
1: Wait, is what did you say? I'm sh- I'm not sure what you said, Mike. What did you say? For okay,
6: me? so okay, so we got MJF, we got FTR, but then Sean Spears, like really, like that's a listen, four horseman.
1: Listen, listen, that's not my, my issue with Zach's comment and saying that they're comparing them to the four horsemen is just like. Maybe it's a little bit too early and we're being prisoners of the moment. I'm not saying that they don't have the potential for it, but there have been a lot of groups that have come before the four horsemen. Now I will keep track of them to see their, their, their trajectory, but you know, keep in mind uh, some casual fans do know who the four horsemen are. You know, now would you be able to present this group to a casual? Would they know who they are? That's where the true question lies. Is my, yeah. is,
7: is, is my I, I think if you, like I said, if you present them, if you tell somebody, hey, on this new wrestling promotion, uh, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Not Arne Anderson. Uh, you know, Tully Blanchard is. You know, he's has this new group he's showing, and people will be like, hmm, I remember that name. Maybe I'll check it out. And yeah, maybe it will get some certain eyes on it. But I don't, that's not the purpose of this group. And I don't. Like I said, Zach, I do have to disagree with you. I don't think this is supposed to be the, the modern day Four Horsemen. I think people are kind of jumping on that because of you know Tully and. There's been a lot of teasing with it, but uh, you know, I this, said this group has a lot of potential. I know that you know, Mike, you're saying you know, Sean Spears, but Sean Spears is a great worker, great wrestler, and with, paired with these guys, I, I mentioned on the Injection, Wardlow is a future AW World Champion. Um, so I think it's this really good group that in the future can be something big.
6: Uh, what were you going to say? And, and
0: speaking of the Injection, the fastest growing kind of um, like show
6: for, for the Hitlist so far.
1: Yeah, we're growing, man. Listen, we yeah, have a lot growing. of different opportunities. Special shout out to you guys and keeping consistency with it. Uh, you can check that show out on. I mean, Thursday. I was shocked when my thing actually did some numbers. Listen, the people want to see it. They, they may not comment. They may not, you know, share it as much as they should, but they're watching. They're seeing, they seeing what you so got
6: on Tuesday nights. You guys are going to be Wednesday nights very soon. That should be something worth the night. Mike, did
1: you have another thing that you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, the- I actually
6: did. Um, I want to say this. So, I mean, we're talking about. we. You know, in our group chat, we talked about the state of wrestling. That was kind of kind of the topic. Yeah. I wanted to say like this. Like, I don't like AEW's booking at times. But what I will say is this, is that AEW have took advantage of the fact that there is no fans. And have kind of been like, you know what? Let's try to make something work out with this. Okay, fine. Let's sign new guys. Let's try a loophole. We have a huge arena right here. Why don't we bring in a 1,000 fans? You know what I mean? So they have really – they've done well without fans. And I'll give it to AEW. They really have done well without fans. I don't see why WWE can't do the same or any other promotion for that matter. But I will give AEW for doing that. And that says a lot about the company. You know, so the fact (laughs) that this year has gone by and they did it, I mean –
7: I'm not going to blow smoke up, you know, Tony Khan's ass, but like, I will say that, you know, AEW in this pandemic has almost not missed a beat and as crazy as it sounds has almost like, like, you know, Mike said, taking advantage of it and gotten bigger. I mean, AEW consistently, you know, their viewership numbers might not be the highest, but they're consistently in the top five of most watched cable products um, on Wednesday nights. Their demos are incredible and they just set a record buy rate for their current pay-per-view. So You know, like I said, they really are taking advantage of this pandemic, and they're bringing in 500 to 1,000 people per show. Um, They are signing new guys. So, yeah, I mean, this did not slow them down. And, yeah, I I really hope that WWE does, you know, try and figure out a way to bring some fans in, even even bringing, you know, 500 people a show. You know, it's something that can be done and should be done because fans are the most important thing in wrestling.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't yet. I mean, given the fact that certain states are open at full capacity – Mm-hmm. um and certain, even in the nba and some other sports we've seen some fans there i'm yeah. surprised the wwe i guess for wrestlemania they're doing it but i'm surprised they haven't gone to it early
6: they don't want to take the risk that's the issue what if some I of the people get
7: down in uh in nxt they have oh fans. yeah they have fans yeah week. they, they had a yeah.
0: tiny yeah but um nxt recently just got um yeah, got know, hit
7: with
6: a few cases and that's another thing like it's it's COVID has affected everything of wrestling and The question I really have to ask you guys, because this is my brother's topic, what's going to happen when fans return? Is it going to be straight away? It's
7: going to be accountability. That's going to be the biggest thing, because now, like you said, if you bring fans back and you have Shane McMahon dumping slime on um, Braun Strowman, you're going to have that instant reaction of, we don't like this, and you're going to get the chance. You're going to get the boring chance. And like I said, now they're going to be like, okay, now people are back. We really have to make sure we're presenting them with Something that's gonna send them home happy and not make them feel like they wasted their time because then they're not gonna come back next week. And that's the big thing is that these shows they're gonna to have to run from a single location every week. So you wanna make sure that you put on a good enough product where fans are gonna to wanna to come back next week and the following week. Um any other
1: issue yeah, ahead. the current estate, because we pretty much cover WrestleMania season's coming up. We got fast lane, um, AEW. Oh no, but Carl, I had
6: I had a question. Uh yeah. it's just a quick question. May if you and the outlaw could just answer it. What's going to happen when fans return, especially with WWE? What well, are they going to do?
0: Oh, the, the booking will get better. I, I think right now they're, they're just running off of fumes right now. Um, I, I don't
1: know. I mean, if, if, if fans are supposed to come back after WrestleMania season, my thing is that's usually the worst season in, 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 in WWE is after WrestleMania. You know, so this is the time. This is their peak time to to shine. Uh, I don't see anything that they could possibly do that's going to shine Um. Post WrestleMania, uh, it's just going to be the same. Like if right now, when WrestleMania season, the, the the content is dull, what what makes me believe that when they bring fans back, it's going to be any better? I don't know. I'm I, I, I'm losing uh, I'm losing faith here, and that's just me being honest.
6: Let's just hope things you know get back to normal. I mean, it, it seems impossible, but let's just hope. Sure looks bright though. At this so. point,
7: positive minds and uh, hope for the best.
6: Any other issues we need to bring to the current state of affairs, guys? Uh, nothing I can think of. Next. The Speak Out movement is definitely that. That happened throughout this past year, which yeah. is something big. A lot of wrestlers now are affected by that, which what, what does that say about the wrestling business is that now, you know what, we're going to take advantage of the fact that we have this and let's do it. Listen, it's
1: been a Go rough ahead. year, but I will say, uh, you know, shout out to AEW for keeping the numbers up. I will say that that whole Shaq uh, shack bump was probably one of the best highlights for me just <laughs> watching that. I thought that was pretty great. Uh, that was pretty epic to see that happen. Um, and uh, thank you guys for continuing producing the AEW Injection on Thursdays. Make sure you check it out. You can watch that on Facebook. Uh, we'll have a fast lane predictions. Zach, who are you defending your championship? Uh, no, for? no, no. It's Nick who's the That's champion, Nick. not me. Nick, Nick's the Nick. champion.
7: Nick. Okay, excuse Nick. me.
1: I'm right here. So Nick, who, who are you changed? defending against? Carl, and myself.
7: Now, is this for WrestleMania? No, it's for
1: no. Fastlane. How Fastlane's How on Fastlane? Sunday. I
7: forgot. Um, I don't know. It's, it's it's open season. I don't know who, who wants it. Come get it.
0: Carl, you want it?
1: I'm going. Uh, li- listen, I don't know, man. Uh, right now, I'm not in the. I'm not happy. I'm. I, I don't know. I'll think about it and let you know in the chat. I'm
0: still waiting for 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 me and Carl to have our rematch.
1: Yes, Let's we do, do have it. a rematch for sure because uh, uh, we, that kind of got lost
7: last year.
0: Yeah, who, so. who, whoever gets the title gets that. We okay. get settled rematch. Are we on,
6: Nick?
7: Uh, like I said, Mike, if you want it, come get it. Okay. Uh,
6: Shake hands, uh, zoom there hands. We right. There we go. All you right. You guys,
7: thank you for joining us here on the Sports Hitlist
1: Live on Wednesdays on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Please make sure you check out all of our content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you log on to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network for more sports content. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Be well. Right, Peace. Boom. It
2: is the Worldwide
1: Sports Radio Network.